friends. Welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. Merry Christmas. I would say most of you are listening to this after Christmas just because it's such a busy time. Or there may be a few of you that are currently locked in your bedroom at your family Christmas get-together listening to me review this book and repeating Serenity Now. Serenity now. Whatever be the case, I hope you are having a blessed Christmas and are celebrating the true meaning of the season. So, that said, there is no good way to segue between Jesus and my next book. Just know that just because I enjoy books like this, Jesus is very much in my heart. So, with that said, let's review Christmas and Other Horrors. Loved it. I have read a lot of short stories this year, and I've read a lot of the Amazon short stories. A lot of my favorite authors are writing those now, and there are Amazon originals. Great concept, completely free if you're a Prime member. Love it. And I also find that these short stories help me stay out of a reading slump, especially if I've read, you know, if I've read a couple books then that were just so-so and you get bogged down by 300 and some pages. These shorts provide you a quick fix, so to speak, because you know within 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, you're going to get the beginning and the end. And it's just a great way to keep yourself motivated to keep reading if you find yourself falling into a slump. But Christmas and Other Horrors was edited by Ellen Datlow and is a winter solstice anthology. Now, winter solstice marks the onset of winter, winter, and it's the time of the year that it's the shortest day, which we recognize on December 21st. So it's the shortest day and the longest night of the year. So this was a chilling collection for horror fans. If you love horror, you're going to love this collection. There are 18 incredibly creepy stories that will easily un- unnerve even the toughest of people. Some of these, after I read them, I had to tell somebody about them course they're short so I'm like oh my gosh this was so this was so scary I have to tell you about this and plus I can do it within like five minutes so I really wanted to describe them to my husband and there were a few that he just couldn't stomach he's a retired police officer so that says a lot he's seen a lot but there were some of them that was just like please stop talking some of them are just plain terrifying which is what I expected when I purchased this book it's what I wanted um I just didn't, you know, sometimes it says psychological thriller, horror, and you're like, there's nothing scary about this, or it's cheesy, nothing about this book. Now, there's some that I didn't love, and then there's others that I could read again and again. If you're going to read it, I highly, highly recommend reading it now. It's very atmospheric, and I feel like it's better read around the period that it's set, which is now, Christmas, winter solstice. I can't imagine reading this in July. If you finish this podcast and you're even thinking about it, get it on your Kindle, but get it now, especially in winter while it's cold outside. But I just feel like you have to read it now. And like I said, I didn't love every single story in it. There's 18. There's only a couple that honestly I didn't even understand. (laughs) So I I looked back even at some other reviews after today while I was writing out my podcast or putting my thoughts down on paper and I found that the ones that I didn't quite understand other people didn't either so now the standout story the absolute best the star of the show is Christopher Golden's The Importance of a Tidy Home it's the first story of the book kicks I mean gets it kicked off 
a great start. Like you're going to be super excited to read all that follows. And I have read where this is most people's favorite story in the book. It's based on German folklore about spirits. Now, I can't pronounce the word. It's a German word. I'm sure I could have looked it up and played it and Googled it and, you know, hit the where it can pronounce it for you. But I don't speak German, can't even pretend to speak German, so I'm not even going to try. But it's about spirits who visit houses on January the 5th and reward people for tidy homes. Or if your house isn't tidy, you'll meet your death. The main character, Freddie, is homeless and can see the spirits going up and down the streets and entering homes. They don't pay attention to him because he doesn't have a home, so he doesn't have anything to worry about. He's watched this. He thinks this is the fourth year he's seen this. He's actually been homeless for nine. He just figures he slept through all of the other times that they've passed through. But this year will be different. Let me tell you, this story will make you want to pick your house up before you go to bed. And I swear, I will forever hear chi, chi, chi in my sleep. That's what I heard when I read it. You're going to read those words over and over and over. So you're going to have a sound that goes through your mind. It may be me now saying it, but I will forever hear that. Gosh, this is such a good story. And, you know, a lot of times with short stories, you want to say, oh, I just wish this was longer. I don't know really how this could have been longer, but since I purchased this book, I'm going to reread this. It is such a great story. My second favorite is The Ghost of Christmas Past by Richard Cadre. Now, let me go ahead and say, I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce some of these authors' names. Usually, if I'm focusing on certain books, I can go and listen and make sure I'm pronouncing them right. But there's 18 don't really have the best memory, so I didn't really have enough faith in myself to, even if I listen to it, to be able to pronounce it again later, but I'm going to do the best I can. Now, this is the one that Kevin told me, please just stop talking. He couldn't take it. So it wasn't the holidays until Laura's scar on her left arm began to ache. Laura and her husband, Jordan, celebrate Christmas on the outside of their home to satisfy the neighbors, but on the inside, they do not. They nail shut all of the windows and doors. They make sure the chimney in the flue, that they're closed and locked, so nothing can get in. At 10 years old, Laura watched her brother Reiner be eaten by a witch, and she is determined that she isn't going to suffer the same fate. Whew, this story is gruesome. The writing of these stories, this one in particular, is phenomenal. The authors aren't writing, like I stated earlier, cheesy, scary stories like Scream. They are writing nightmares that you cannot forget about, which is why these are so good. I mean, especially this one. This one is going to stick with you for quite some time, just like the first one I mentioned. Now, my third favorite was The Visitation by Jeffrey Ford. So, from sunrise on the day of Christmas Eve to sundown on the day after Christmas, if a stranger comes to your door seeking shelter and assistance, you are compelled to help them. It may save your life. During a blizzard on Christmas Eve, Jill and Owen are drinking. They're enjoying their peace. All of their kids are grown, gone from home, so they can do and you know as they please. They hear a knock on the door. Is it an angel? So they go to the door. It's a bum in town, and they just immediately slam the door. Owen begins to panic and decides that it could be an angel of accord. Now, his wife's like, since when did you, have you become religious? I've never even heard you talk about it. So, you know, he's like, my family always talked about this. You know, that I mean, maybe we should let him in. So they decide to let him in. One that I 
one thing that I loved about this was just, I mean, this is kind of like, I hate to even say this because it's a book of horrors, but it's kind of like, you know, an unseen angel when Jesus passes by. I mean, you should take compassion upon that person because they could be in real need. This story kind of exemplifies it. It is scary. There is death. But at the same time, it just shows that, yeah, it was the bum in town and, yeah, he's gross, but he still needed you and the warmth of your home and a little bit of compassion on this night. So anyway, another one that I loved I don't know. I know you're not going to understand this. I loved it, but I really didn't understand it was The Mocking Field by Terry Dowling. I thought this one could have been much scarier, and maybe it was for those who understood it. I didn't necessarily understand it. I thought it could. I thought it was going to go in a completely different direction. So there's a refrigerator in the middle of a, like an empty cornfield, a functioning refrigerator stocked with drinks and beer. It also has chairs for sitting beside the refrigerator. Now, if you don't know, a mawkin is a scarecrow, or it also can reference a slovenly woman. Like I said, I really expected this to go in a different direction. I can completely rewrite the ending of this story if I needed to. I did Google search this one in particular because I thought maybe I'm missing the meaning of how it ended, but no one really gave an explanation. So I'm sure I could deep dive into the author and probably look up some interviews and see what they said about it. But to me, a refrigerator sitting out in the middle of a cornfield is creepy enough. Plus, the chairs face the woods. So I'll just leave it at that. Really scary. If you read it and can tell me what it means, by all means do so. Next is The Ones He Takes by Benjamin Perry. I really enjoyed this one. But it definitely needed to be a little longer. So nothing could make Joel and Greta Lear happy on Christmas Day. Their child Isaac had disappeared one year ago. He disappeared on Christmas Eve. So they had no idea what happened to him. So I feel like at the end it just needed another paragraph or two. And it could have took this from maybe a creepy little scary story to a horror story. It was scary. It was creepy. But it just needed just a few more words just to add that that little <laughs> to it, you know, just something to give it a little more power. But it was really good. Makes you do a little thinking about Santa. So what I'm doing is just going over each of the short stories. They're going to be really short summaries, so this doesn't turn into an hour-long podcast on one book. But that's what we're getting into now is just some short summaries of how I felt about each one of the stories. So next is His Castle by Alma Katsu. This was another one that I really liked. It's set in Wales, and Trevor and Kate are on holiday, and they were warned when they got to town that revelers could knock on your door, and they'll typically have a horse head on a stick demanding drinks. So the townspeople just tell them, hey, just give them a little nip for a pint. If they're entertaining, you're supposed to invite them in, let them drink, and then they'll leave. Well, these revelers had no intention of leaving, but they also had no idea what they were in for with Trevor and Kate, and this one definitely had horror to it. The next one is The Blessing of Waters by Nick Mamatis. had no clue what this one was about. I mean, not even a little bit. So it was something about maybe tossing a cross into the Long Island Sound, and a child, or the maybe, I don't know, it said sound, and a child will retrieve it, which blesses the waters. So, I don't know. That, that's kind of 
of all I know about it. It, it didn't. I read it, and then I read it, and then I kind of looked at it again. Still didn't know what it was talking about, so it wasn't one of my favorites. The next one is Dry and Ready by Glenn Hirschberg. Fortunately, didn't really understand this one either. It's about a mother, a daughter, and a granddaughter, and they are to leave notes in the mouths of the creatures that the patriarch had made in the garden. Now, no one wants to do this, but they also don't really know what happened to them if they don't. Had no clue what was happening here either. So, again, remember, this is all around the winter solstice. So, the next one, again, no clue, Live Drinks at Bondi Beach by Garth Nix. Can't even describe this one. And if you get this book, you're going to understand. I mean, this is about folklore and just things that, and it's, of course, it's all overseas, most of it. So it's all things that I've never even come across. I mean, words I would have to look constantly up in the dictionary. So the ones I don't understand are really out there. And there's just, I think there's three out of the 18, maybe four, that I just didn't get. Next is The Return to Bear Creek Lodge by Tannerive Dew. Really enjoyed this one. This one was just maybe more scary than creepy. So Johnny, he was a teenager, 13, 14. He didn't want to return to his grandmother's lodge. She was a very mean woman, but she was dying, and his mom wanted the inheritance that was due them. So her and her brother were returning to kind of be with her while she passed away. So she had actually burned his arm, like with a brand. I mean, she was incredibly mean, had been for years. So... One night, Johnny looked in her room. His mom, his mom was actually trying to keep him from her because he had horrible nightmares about her, which actually were probably premonitions. But anyway, he looked in her room and saw a slithering animal that he believed to be a demon. So this story was really developed. It had a very satisfying ending. You didn't really feel like you were reading a short story because you felt like it was just, it all came full circle. Very good story. The next one is Our Recent Unpleasantness by Stephen Graham Jones. This one was strange. Can't say I understood the ending. I'm sure a lot of these have meanings that I, I just don't get, that just went right over my head. But So Jenner, wa Jenner is walking Winty, the dog, to decompress. He does it every afternoon just to kind of wash away the day and come back in a new man. So it's officially the shortest day of the year, so it's going to be cut short. Even his wife was kind of worried. You know, your decompression is going to be cut short. Are you sure it's going to be okay? So on his walk, he is looking through, kind of like a peeping Tom, the house at this woman. And he's watching her. She's in silky lingerie. He, she's going up the steps. You know how you kind of move through your house, goes to this room. And as she sits down, she removes her head and sits it on a table beside her. Now, things just take a turn at that point. Like, I ugh, don't really understand. They kind of had a party. She was invited over. Him and her and his wife become good friends. I don't really want to tell you anymore because I guess it would be a spoiler. But at the end, I just really didn't understand what occurred for him. I, I don't know. But it, it, it got really good till the ending. And then, like I said, I kind of lost track on it. So, like, I would probably still give that three stars if I was giving it a star. Next is All the Pretty People by Nadia Bulkin. This was a good story. So, and this could actually be a story that could happen today. So, Candace hosted her friend's annual Festivus party. Actually have had one of those where, you know, you air your grievances. So, it came time to air their grievances, and they decided that they were going to all air their grievances 
at people like in the room. Like they're going to tell people at that point, you know, what. And I think it was supposed to meant to kind of be light and funny because in the past they have thought about it. But as people start telling their grievances, the reasons people are mad at each other start coming full circle. Like it, it really... It was really good story how it brought everything back around. Like this one was mad at this one and this one was mad at this one. But this one caused the reason this one did this one to this person. And it was more relatable. Wasn't really any horror to it. It was really relatable to how lies and misconceptions and you can misconstrue relationships that can cause horrible things in the end. So just more, I mean, I guess it could be scary because it, it can happen today and I'm sure it had happens all the time so the next is loyally so nah <laughs> I have no idea because like I said some of these are foreign words by Josh Mallerman I have read something by him before can't place it and I'm pretty sure it was one of the Amazon short stories this one was really good so Russell Cold was in the sauna with his naked father-in-law a little bit awkward but he knew he had to do it because he supposedly was in love with his fiance and this is what he had to do so they get in the sauna it's hot. I mean, it, he gets it as hot as humanly possible. Then all of a sudden, you're supposed to run, jump up, jump in the cold lake, and then run back to the sauna. I think you had to do it four times. So basically what happens at the end of this is the sauna becomes a place of honesty. So when you're in the room with what's considered the wood demons, it's absolutely impossible to lie. So the father-in-law is looking to ask him questions at the end of this, to see what his true intentions are about his daughter. Mm, there's really no horror here. It's really not that scary, but it was a good story. Next is Cold by Cassandra Call. So the apocalypse has arrived and there is only an unending winter. It never ends. This was another one that I found really hard to understand. Um... I mean, I really didn't understand it at all. So, okay, there's just a few more and we're almost done. Next is Grave of Small Birds by Karen Warren. This this held a lot of meaning. Like, I wouldn't care to go back and read this one again. Probably will. Jackie is a very vain woman. And she is invited by Nigel, who is the head chef, to an island to work at a hotel during the famous 12 feast days. She's beautiful, and she knows it. She also had previously been on a cooking show and lost, and so she's got a lot of hard feelings about that. So she finds out that they have a rather bizarre contest each Christmas on the island during winter solstice for who is the most beautiful woman on the island. Well, of course, everyone said it's going to be her. She felt like it was going to be her. Until a boat brings a group of people and a visitor shows up who is going to give Jackie competition. So in the end, this older woman picks the winner, as does the wrens, which are birds. Like, they have to agree. I think they kind of pick out the person and then the woman names them. Kind of reminds you maybe kind of of the birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Really good story. It just tells, I guess it just has really good meaning to it. It's not Eh, I guess it is horror field. People do die, so I guess that's horror, right? All right. Next is The Lord of Misrule by M. Rickert. Ah, this is one I wanted to kind of rank higher, but I hate to even really say I enjoy it because if you read this book, you're going to think I'm nuts because it was really gruesome, like really gruesome and involved kids. But Darla met Patrick 
by driving her bicycle into his car door one day. So they start dating. They really like each other. And then Patrick learns that he has a five-year-old son. And now he's going to be living with Patrick. He's a terrible kid. Like, you, you want to beat him. You really do. He's got a smart mouth. Seems kind of evil. He's conniving. He's manipulative. Um, like I said earlier, it's really gruesome story. This book, pro- well, this whole book would probably have to come with so many warnings and triggers. You couldn't list it all. You would only need to read this if you were involved in any kind of, if you love scary stories and horrors, because this one, this one's, this one's got all the triggers in it. But I really liked it. Sorry, but I did. Next is No Light, No Light by Gemma Files. Didn't like this one at all. Um, a mom visits, a man, excuse me, visits Iceland as part of a science team. I didn't finish it. It was kind of hard to read. I mean, I feel like I'm a reasonably smart person, but I didn't really understand where this was going. So I just skipped on to the next one, which finally, afterwards, afterwards, W-R-O-R-D-S by John Langan. Really liked this story. A lot of these I got right up until the final final the ending I don't know a couple that's discussing the man's first teenage love I was confused I don't I don't know if he was confused I don't know if he was getting Alzheimer's I don't know this had a really good plot I just wasn't sure what occurred at the end and especially with the woman who sets her head off on the desk he kept thinking that maybe that was his wife. I don't know. Some of these, we got to the end, and there was such a twist that I just totally didn't get it. But overall, man, I know this was a long review of one book. I think I've hit the 21-minute mark, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Even with, I, I probably could have counted, even with the maybe the three that I didn't understand and then the one that just, I mean, someone's going to like it, and someone's going to understand all those. My mind just may not be out there far enough for those, but it's gonna it's going to be one of my top reads this year. Really enjoyed reading this. I was glad that I got it this week. I was kind of on the fence because I had a bunch of stuff come up on NetGalley. You know, you got to keep that percentage up. I'm like, no, this is the time. Winter solstice, got to read it. Well, that's it for 2023. Once again, I hope you have a very merry and blessed Christmas. And I very, very much look forward to digging into more plots with you in 2024. Thanks for listening to this week's Dig the Plot. Be sure and follow me on Instagram at digtheplot underscore. Join me next week. See you then.